welcome. Step right in. Take a look around. I promise that no matter who you are, we've got something here for you. Think of any creature, any companion, any friend. We've got it. It's our business to provide to you our valued customer. Anything that you could possibly think of. Anything at all. So, think real hard. Because we've got all that and more here at Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. Welcome back. Jesus. Welcome back to another episode of Zack and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. I'm Griffin. Wait, no. <laughs> I'm Griffin. No, I'm Griffin. I'm Zack, and uh, yeah, we've got a special treat for you today. Um, happy Valentine's Day, belated Valentine's but, Day, but, everyone. Yeah, belated from everyone's favorite long-haired Lothario. Griffin Coldeye. Mm-hmm. That's you. Yeah, uh, that's me. And everyone's favorite tall, lanky, blonde, Zach Robb. That's me. Um, that's Yes, there we are. Now let's flip the script back to normal. Oh, hi, oh, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Zach here. It's good to, good to hear, hear you. Hear, see you? See you? Hear you? I don't know. We neither see not, nor hear from our audience. It's not... I mean, that's not true. We see well, our, some of our audience. I guess that's fair. Yeah, like, like good old Chris at I Steer Brewing. Hey, what's yeah. up, Chris? Hi, Chris. When you catch up in, you know, a week... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, you plow through some audio, my friend. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're back. Um, yeah. We have new content. Here oh. we are. Now, I do have a bit of a game for you. You had a nice game for me. I figured it was nice to to, to give you a game in return. Oh, you're talking about my, the my uh, ninth world? Which one's yeah, a candy no. and which one's a monster? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very fun game. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> so, I have a game for you. You see, before we oh, uh, sort of became entrepreneurs. We were at first uh, uh, big fans uh, of storytelling and creating uh, compelling characters, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, that's what we're playing today. Is name that character? Oh God! I have here some very shitty descriptions of characters, oh, no. and I need you to figure out who they are. You sampled this to me at work one day. I did sample this to you. Uh, it's very good. I got that one after a bit, but let's see. Let's see. All right. Okay. So, I'm ready. Hopefully this one's uh, 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 easy for you. Okay. And this this rendition of name that character. A young man obsessed with a family heirloom goes on a long walk with his gardener and complains the whole time. <laughs> Is this uh, fucking uh, 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 not not Bilbo, but the other one? Frodo Baggins. Yeah, Frodo. That's the one. <laughs> it is in fact hey. Frodo Baggins. <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. You did it. I couldn't get right, Frodo. I'm, the internet's going right. to massacre I, I have I have three more for you. Okay. So I, I did four. I figured that was a good place to start, and we could bring this back sure. as, as we go. Oh, jeez. This is, right. this is interesting because you're, you're, I consider you to be the more widely pop culture savvy person between the two of us. Yeah. Um, no, this is, this is so I'm, I'm testing you. Oh, this is God. me trying to get you out of my level. All right. A young boy living in the desert is lured into a group of freedom fighters by an elderly man under the pretense that he and the boy's father were friends. This is Anakin Skywalker. No, it's Luke Skywalker. It is Luke Skywalker. I, I, I'm getting I'm getting them backwards in the timeline. You're getting the, the elder family member. Yeah, I was like, no. fuck, which one's which? 
That's, that's, I'm very surprised you got that one. Lucas Griffin. Lucas Skywalker. Yes. Hello, I am Lucas Skywalker. What 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 if? What if he just went by Lucas? Um, when use I was the Force, Lucas. Use the Force, Lucas. Lucas, I am your dad. <laughs> Lucas, I'm your pops. Lucas, I'm your I'm your father. All right, Lucas. Listen, you came from me. And because of that, let's go conquer the galaxy together, huh? I have the high ground, Lucas. Well, that's that's Anakin. I know. <laughs> that was Anakin's the goof. The high. All right, here's another one. Okay. An insufferable young woman strings two doofuses along while fighting a classist tradition. Oh, God. One more again? All right. An insufferable young woman strings two doofuses along while fighting a classist tradition. Oh, I have no idea. An insufferable young can I get a can I get a, a form of media? A, a book and movie. Book and movie. Oh no. I have no idea. It is Miss Brr, Katniss Everdeen. Oh, okay. <laughs> from, from the from, from the Hunger Games fame. Okay, okay, okay. Because she's kind of insufferable. I see. I never would. I wouldn't qualify her as that. But I kind of. I kind of thought. I also don't have so. a very high opinion of the Hunger Games. So who, this is who, fair. Who can say? She strings two doofuses along who don't see that she's insufferable. Are the doofuses um, Pete and? Uh, Gale is that the other guy's name? Pete, Pete and Gale, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's yeah, Peter and Gale, yeah. Those see, I was see, I, I that was that was the unpopular opinion of, of my uh, time there. So yeah, you thought Gale it should I, have been Gale? I liked Gale. Gale was dope. Gale was rad. Peter was kind of a Peter was a kind of a whiny bitch the whole time. Yeah, see, so Gale's fine. There so see, go, I don't Gale. identify him as a doofus either. Then, well, it's just he was into Katniss and like he could have done so much better like yeah that's fair he's he's that's a man right there so he's sort of a doofus what a man what a man this last one is is a bit abstract oh goody (laughs) so it'll be very uh interested if you can get this one oh goody a hairy man struggles with addiction in a New York barrio while his friends would rather talk about their goldfish dig through the trash and inventory random animals and items then help him get clean what <laughs> i'll read it to you again what the fuck a hairy man a hairy man struggles with addiction, addiction in a new york barrio while his friends would rather talk about their goldfish dig through the trash and inventory random animals and items than help him get clean the doctor doolittle i don't fucking know like is this You're my? Gonna o- hate me for who it is. My only I'm, other, I'm, I'm, my only I'm, other I'm, guess I'm, is that it's a, it's like a Fantastic Beasts thing. I don't know. What is it, Zach? It's Cookie Monster. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 Fucking Cookie Monster. It's- He's a hairy man who's struggling with his addiction, and everyone around him would rather talk about their fucking goldfish and crayons, or dig through the trash, or uh, 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 count their chickens, than help him get clean. Like, what is this madness? (laughs) Poor fucking dude. He's all alone. Is Cookie Monster a man? I mean, no, but I couldn't say a blue monster. That would have kind of given it away. Well, I didn't really, I was thinking like a human person. He's a hairy not a, man. Not a, not a puppet with, made of blue felt. 
But if I would have said a puppet, you would have got what I was talking about immediately. I don't know. You overestimate me. <laughs> but yes, that's my game. I did really good Woo! early on, and then you just real, you, you, you sagged on good. me real hard. Hey, uh, <laughs> Cookie Monster, man. God. Uh, have you seen that very adorable video with the little girl that's doing the alphabet with yeah. Kermit? And she's like, Cookie Monster. <laughs> and he's just like, Rrr. does the does the Kermit head shake thing? Yeah. Well, yeah, when they scrunches the nose up. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Uh, uh, adorable. Anyway, that's my game. Woo! <laughs> so, did, did you enjoy yourself, Griffin? In the first half, I was like, all right, this is fine. And then the second half, I'm like, oh, no. I'm well, in that's, way that's, over my head. That's how the game works. You got to start easy. No, you got to start a build. I dig it. I dig it. I, I was, <laughs> it's a I fucking would, cookie monster. I would, I would dig more rounds of this. Cookie monster. Oh, God. All right, so uh, <laughs> with that out of the way, uh, let's move on to the episode proper, shall we? Yes, let us dive in yes. to our world of weird friends and even w- weirder co- co-hosts. <laughs> I don't know, we got some pretty weird shit. That's fair, es- that's, es- that's very weird. Especially the stuff we have today. Yeah, so we're here to talk about some stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A, um... A D&D classic, if you will. And right out the gate, I'm just going to say, these aren't like, the at least the original iteration, these don't make good pets. No, not at all. N- nor do we really have many in, 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 like, we don't have any in stock, nor do we have many, like, uh, uh, you know, strings to pull to, to get our hands on one. But we figured we should talk about them. For educational purposes. For educational purposes, and then to discuss the variants therein, to everyone's Favorite big floating tentacle eye beast, a beholder. Ooh, strikes horror into my heart. I don't know about you, my man. Yeah, I mean, um, beholders. Beholders are are pretty fucking scary. mm -hmm. Um, a a popular, well known creature in Dungeons and Dragons canon. Uh, Beholders are uh, they they are made of a, a spheroid body. That levitates at all times. Uh, they've got one gigantic eye, kind of at the center of the face, uh, a big mouth filled with teeth, and then several little tentacle stalks with eyes on the end of them that stick out of its body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> like I said, these aren't good pets. <laughs> Nor would I think they ever deign themselves to become a pet. No, I don't think... I think they make you their pet. Um, yeah. For the most part. Actually, yeah. We we actually have... Uh, now that you mentioned it, we, uh, one of our first clients actually back in uh, the Bemidji location was Xanathar. The Xanathar. He, um, yeah. His, his goldfish that he's had forever, I do yeah. in, in air quotes, mm-hmm. didn't really- pass away. And he didn't need one that looked just like it mm-hmm. to not replace it with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was For a sure. lot of air quotes. Um, it, that's definitely what it, happened. I don't know if they'll show through the audio the air quotes there. I'll, I'll edit them in. Nice. Nice. Um, well, is it just you saying air quote? <laughs> air quotes. Whis- whispering it in the background. Air quotes. Air quotes. Um, beholders are described as aggressive, hateful, and greedy. They dismiss all other creatures as lesser beings, toying with them or destroying them as they choose. Yep. Uh, they are alien beings. They do not originate of this world. 
They are classified as aberrations. Aberrations? Aberration. Aberrations. Aberrations, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's neither. They're described as xenophobic isolationists. Enemies abound, or so every beholder believes. Beholders are convinced that other creatures resent them for their brilliance and magical power, even as they dismiss those lesser beings as crude and disgusting. Beholders suspect others of plotting around them at all times, even when no other creatures are around. The disdain a beholder has for other creatures extends to other beholders. The beholder believes its form to be an ideal, and that any deviation from that form is a flaw in the racial purity of its kind. Beholders vary greatly in their physical forms, making conflict between them inevitable. Some beholders are protected by overlapping chitinous plates, some have smooth hides, some have eye stalks that writhe like tentacles, while other stalks bear crustacean-like joints. Even slight differences of coloration in hide can turn two beholders into lifelong enemies. So they're bastard men. They're sort of bastards. Um, yeah. That are awful always. Big magical eye bastards. We're definitely not talking about you, Xanathar. No, not obviously. our loyal customer base. Yeah, Xanathar, you're you're great. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking about other beholders. We're talking about every other wink. beholder. Wink. Wink, wink. Wink. Air quotes. Uh, air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the gigantic eyeball that they have on the front of their face has the ability to uh, extend an anti-magic cone out from it that can just obliterate, not obliterate, but cancel, disable any magical uh, effects or items or individuals in its presence. And so they can just kind of turn around from place to place and sweep the area and shut magic off. So what you're saying is that whether or not someone can cast magic is literally in the eye of the beholder? I was wondering where you were going to fit it in, but yes. <laughs> there it was. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Um, they have these, they, they have alien lairs. They refuse to share territory, so they withdraw to places like frigid hills, abandoned ruins, dark caverns to scheme. Uh, their eye stalks, with the little other eyeballs on the ends, mm-hmm. have the ability to shoot out various beams of different energy. Yeah. That have this this wide variety of effects from uh, charming to paralyzation to just straight death or petrification. Yep. There's a there's a lot of different effects that uh, beholder eye beams can can create. Uh, sleep and uh, telekinetic lift, like you're you know caught in a tractor beam, or, or sleep da- or yeah, fear slow, or slow. slow you down, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're they're pretty rough contenders, um, able to kind of just fire these beams off haphazardly. Um, beholders are are not fun to encounter most times. You know what I Unless just realized? What's that, Griffin? This is our, I believe, our second time talking about beholders. Is it? I believe we talked about beholders um, originally in the first party pack episode as DJs. Oh, that's where we talked about spectators. Yes, they were. That's they, they where shot we talked beams. about spectators. Yes. Oh man, we've done. We've been in this business for too long. We've been in it for too long. But you know what? It's fine to revisit things sometimes. Talk yeah. about them in more clarity. And here we are. That actually is a great uh, segue into because the whole reason we're talking about beholders right now is because there are uh, kind of like the owner's manual described. There are significant variations in appearance and kind of ability 
within the standard beholder. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of different types of beholder-esque creatures out there, and I think they're super weird and interesting. And uh, the variants are a little more, let's say, palatable than, yes. <laughs> <laughs> than, than your OG beholder. Yeah, so... so uh, um, tell me, tell we- me about that, Zach. See, as we uh, have previously spoke about in that in that first party pack episode, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, as yeah. Way back on episode five, I episode think episode five was party pack one. I think so. I'm going to do a quick oh, Google man. while you're uh, while you're introing this next creature. Yeah, we're talking about spectator. So a spectator uh, is a sort of lesser form of a beholder that is often summoned from another plane of existence by some sort of magical ritual. Um, let's see. The components of which include four beholder eye stocks that are consumed by the ritual's magic. Interesting. Yeah. Appropriately, the spectator has four eye stocks itself, two on each side uh, um, of its head, and uh, again, a big wide eye in the center. Um, in this, yeah. And it apparently has a, a four foot diameter body. So, Aww. a little smaller than the beholder. A beholder would be classified as a large creature, whereas the spectator is medium. Yes. Um, the nice. Oh, by the, the way, Party Pack was episode seven. For it was episode seven. Still pretty early, but episode seven, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, PetShopCast.com. There we go. Now, spectators. Um, much, uh, they can also sort of vary in their sort of colorations and the, I guess, styles. I don't know. The image here <laughs> in in the uh, the owner's manual um, is... Uh, a little scary, but uh, very green, kind of chitinous with sort of small kind of spiked ridges along yeah. the sort of back of its weird bulbous head body. Again, yeah. those four eye stalks stemming off the two sides. A very large mouth with a very long tongue just sort of... It, it does have a particularly long tongue, which I don't sort of think is... Which I think we need to address. There. I think so. I think so as well. Um, which I feel like was why we added one of the reasons we added it into the party pack is like it's got that Gene Simmons esque um, <laughs> tongue ability. <laughs> Toronto. Anyway, uh, spectators—they're known as magical guardians. It says a summoned mm. spectator guards a location or a treasure of its summoner's choice for one hundred and one years. That's awfully specific. Allowing no creature but its summoner to enter the area or access the item, unless the summoner instructed otherwise. If the item is stolen or destroyed before the years have all passed, a summoned spectator vanishes. It otherwise is never abandons its post. Mm. Yeah. Kind of neat. Uh, that's very cool. Um, I mean, I don't know how you want to call that. You just kind of ripping it away from its home and making it watch your shit for a, a century. Well, yeah, magic rituals. There, there's always some some ethic quandaries to navigate there. Yes, definitely. Uh, but I, I don't know. From from one one could view it in a way because I'm seeing here spectators are class as lawful neutral. So you could say that you're can, you're taking a uh, a lawful evil beholder and 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 kind of transforming it and getting rid of those evil tendencies some could see that as a boon i'm I'm willing to look at this your way i'm not saying that consent is not a factor here this is fair (laughs) 
but beholders are also murder machines. Th- this so, is also very, very fair. Like I now, said, ethic quandaries. Now, hold on, because uh, this next headline is Glimmers of Madness. Well, <laughs> though it can cut out that speak. two minutes of audio. Though it can speak, a spectator communicates primarily by way of telepathy. It Mm. is civil while on guard, openly discussing its orders and its summoner. However, even a brief conversation with a spectator is enough to reveal quirks in its personality brought on by its years of isolation. It might invent imaginary enemies, refer to itself in the third person, or try to adopt the voice of its summoner. Mm. I just want to be like my master. (laughs) Uh, like any beholder, a spectator views itself as the epitome of its kind, and it has an intense hatred of other spectators. If two ah. spectators encounter one another, they almost always fight to the death. You there, travelers. This place is guarded by Gilgo, the spectator. Oh, that Gilgo, I'm sorry. We brought Vilvo with us. Vilvo, my Vilgo. ancient rival. Let it begin! Once again, we meet on the fields of battle. And then the whole uh, then a battle happens. Gilgo Specta- will conquer! Spectator fight! Uh. And then anyway. the, the, party, the party who brought the Vilvo with them, for that fight, they are spectators. They're, uh, that, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I don't know if we've talked about this on mic yet, but y'all, one of the... the Zach and I don't laugh at each other's jokes anymore in real life. We just look at you. If someone says something funny, there's just a smile and a nod followed by the phrase of, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> Comedy has no longer become a source of joy for us. and It's instead something to consistently be critiqued and improved upon. <laughs> Yeah, we're sorry for critiquing your comedy. We don't mean to. We genuinely find you funny. Anyway, freed from service. When a spectator has fulfilled its service, it is free to do as it pleases. Many take up residence in the places they previously guarded, especially if their summoners have died. With the spectator's loss of purpose, the flickers of madness it displayed during its uh, servitude flourish. I mean, that's fair. It's getting rid of that, you know, that purpose for, for being even kind of forced and isolated as it was start crazy and crazier my goodness i'm sorry Start crazy and crazier oh spectators are cool they are very cool they have a lot of the same sort of abilities with the rays um of of different types they only uh, of course with their eye stocks only have four different ones instead of like the 10 that a beholder would have yeah which are i believe what confusion uh, paralysis fear and wounding so not as not as uh, uh, devastating either, and, and or versatile. Yeah, but you know, um, yeah, they have telepathy up to 120 feet. Apparently, they can reflect spells back at those that have thrown them at them. Oh shit! Which is cool. So, yeah, spell reflection. Make if them the really good. Wizard makes pets. A, makes a successful saving throw against the spell, or a spell attack misses it. The spectator can choose another creature, including the spellcaster, it sees within 30 feet, uh, and the spell targets the chosen creature instead of the spectator. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense as, you know, creatures summoned by uh, wizards or other mages to guard locations. That's that's a very useful thing, because wizards' number one enemies are often other wizards. This is fair. Just like a spectator's enemies are other spectators. Whoa, parallels abound. There's kinship there. There we go. (laughs) 
But yeah, no, they're rad. And as we talked about in, in episode seven, the good old first party pack, uh, they're really wild DJs. They make really good DJs. They do. They really do. You can and say you're... that they're mad skilled. Because oh. mm-hmm. oh, oh. madness. That's pr- that's that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you really had to think about if it was pretty good. Or yeah, not. I re- I did. I really did. Anyway, spectators are really interesting. There's there they're definitely more. Uh, uh, I, I'm going to continue the word I used. Palatable. They are. than a a standard beholder. I don't know if visually they are, but like in term no. I mean they're smaller, so that that's they're smaller, you know, they're but s- that tongue though. Well, maybe not all spectators have the wild tongue. That's have a pretty, the Gene Simmons tongue. That is a pretty wild tongue, yo. That tongue, if this beholder is four feet long, that, that tongue, tongue is probably... Like, is longer than its body, I think. I would say that tongue is at least four and a half, five feet long. That's a very long tongue, yo. Now, I don't have my tape measure with me, so I can't tell for sure. But I would hazard a guess. I know a long tongue when I see one. Mm-hmm. That's a long mm-hmm. tongue. That's a long mm-hmm. tongue. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a good halfway point. Shall we move on to an ad? Uh, you know what, Zach? What? I think so. Let's do an ad. Yeah. Hit that ad. Huh. There are hundreds of dating sites, dating apps, and matchmakers out there. And do you know what they all have in common? A complete lack of respect for the humble goblin. Are goblins just expected to pick up the dregs left behind by the dashing half-elf sweeping away the fairest maidens? Are bugbears just supposed to be the third wheel to their dwarven friends all their lives? Are ogres really deserving of love? No. No. And yes. On Grumble, things are different. Grumble is the premier dating and romance service for goblins and goblin kin. At Grumble, our staff delicately reviews every application to ensure only the deepest connection between you and your future love, or loves. We cater to all genders, colors, and sexualities. Just say the word and we won't stop until you're thoroughly satisfied. Just listen to some of our most satiated clients. Before Grumble, I thought I'd never find anyone for me. Between my busy schedule of murder and pillaging, there was no time to look for love. Now, thanks to Grumble, every day I return to my cave, covered in the blood of my enemies, to the little green love of my life. I don't know how I'd pillage without them. After a hard day of trading stocks and bonds, it was nice to meet up with my newfound hobgoblin biddy for a good old-fashioned bone down. Let me tell you, Grumble got me exactly what I needed. Someone to share my hyper-aggressive sexual tendencies with. Price, no problem. Discretion, don't worry about it. Satisfaction, guaranteed. Big thumbs up to grumble me and my bugbear partner were looking for someone open-minded to add to our relationship but goblins aren't really well known for being that flexible however thanks to grumble they curated several candidates for us to look over and we welcomed brizgax to our home and our hearts couldn't have done it without the hard-working folks at grumble thanks grumble 
Sign up for Grumble today with 25% off your first month using the promo code PETSHOP and start looking for the goblin of your dreams. Grumble. Get busy. <laughs> there we go! We're back Jesus. now! In honor of the Valentine's Day that just passed, I hope everyone's getting horny on Grumble. Yeah, whoop, whoop. I, I believe... It. If I remember right from the uh, from the copy, um, Grumble is running a. Uh, it started like a week before Valentine's and ends like uh, like two weeks after, where you get like your first month on Grumble free. So, yeah, definitely. You know, try it out. Try it out. For Grumble all you, shirts uh, are available at tpublic.com/slash another path. That's true. I forgot that <laughs> that, that there is a Grumble shirt. <laughs> I forgot that we made a fucking Grumble shirt. Yep. Oh. Uh, God they, damn it. It is purchasable. You can buy it. Remember, I want to pull behind the curtain just a second, and I don't know if I'll leave this in or not, but remember when we made a dumb joke about a goblin dating site, and then we wrote an ad for it, and got our friends to voice said ad, and people liked it so much that Chase made a t-shirt about it. Yup. That's life weird. Is, life is strange. <laughs> Can I put that? Can I find a way to put that on a resume? Like, like I made a joke into a T-shirt. <laughs> I I I would don't see why not. Go. My it. goal is to find a way to put Grumble on a resume. Um, I started a goblin dating site. <laughs> uh, sorry, sir. What? Nothing. Um, we're talking about beholders still. Yes, yes we show. are. Um, pivoting over to uh, Oval's Guide to Critters, uh, we have some uh, variant beholder types that uh, Oval discovered, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about those, too, because I think they're equally interesting and a little weirder, and who knows? Maybe you'll find something there. Uh, starting with a beholder variant called a Death Kiss. Smooth. <sighs> Well, that'd be a kiss death. <sighs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, death. <laughs> that was so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Um, God damn it. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm cool. I'm cool. It's fine. I'm good. We're good. Uh, a note at the top of the beholder section in ovals. It says that true beholders are isolationists that despite others of their uh, that despise others of their kind, but their dreams can give rise to a variety of lesser beholder-like creatures. So that is kind of where these creatures come from. Beholders have this weird ability. I think there's there's a there's a variant in the owner's manual that we didn't talk about called a death tyrant. Mm-hmm. That is basically when a beholder dreams its own death, it turns into like an undead beholder. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and so we're not talking about those because they're awful. But they do have this weird ability to kind of manifest dreams based on their strange alien powers. Uh, but the the death kiss is one of these uh, quote unquote lesser beholders. Uh, a death kiss might come into being when a beholder has a vivid nightmare about losing blood. Instead of magic eye rays, it has ten long tentacles, each that end in a mouthful of teeth. Yuck. In coloration and shape, it is similar to the beholder that dreamed it into existence, though its hue is more muted. So your standard beholder kind of has this uh, like vibrant purple 
coloration to it. So the Death Kiss listed in ovals is kind of like a almost like a pink or a white. I will um, say the 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 teeth tentacles are kind of scary, but otherwise it's kind of cute. It's kind of cute. The eye is not filled with malice. Instead, it's just kind of like, oh hey, I didn't Hello. see you there. I yeah. do want your blood, but like, but like, we, hey, we can still be friends afterwards. Yeah, slurp. You want a kiss? Yeah. Yeah. They are blood drinkers, as yeah, you kind of piece together there from the mouth tentacles. Um, they survive solely on ingested blood. Which, here's the weird part, which is fun to say about creatures like this, as if they're not weird already. Um, they, they survive solely on ingested blood, which they use to generate electrical energy inside the body. Huh. They have a lightning blood feature. What? Where if they are wounded in battle and some of the blood sprays on you when you attack it, you get zapped. Uh, paranoia about dying from starvation. God, I can't talk today. Paranoid about dying from starvation, it obsessively drains even little creatures such as rats in an effort to stave off this fate for as long as possible. After it drains its prey, it abandons the corpse uh, to scavengers. A death kiss prefers to hunt alone. If it meets another death kiss, it might fight, flee, or team up, depending on its health and its pride. When underground, it uses its tentacles as feelers, prodding and examining the environment in all directions. Above ground, it usually keeps its tentacles retracted in when on the hunt, then lashes out and extends them to their full length to catch opponents off guard. Yeah, no, the, the, that little art there on the on the left is really fun. Yeah, where all the tentacles are just kind of uh, pulled are, are in. in. Yeah. It's just a little ball. Which, God, just imagine coming across that in the wild, like on the, ball like, curled up on the ground. The ball and suddenly all the, the tentacles... That's fucked up. And... I think it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Wacky waving inflatable arm fiddling tube beholder. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that uh, the death kiss beholders have the potential even of teaming up. Like yeah. they don't in, in immediately see another death kiss as a threat that must be eliminated. I yeah. think that's interesting. Um, certainly possible, but yeah. They've got other things to worry about. Yeah. Um, Oh, that's interesting. If a... When it uses its blood drain ability uh, against a creature that it has grappled with one of its tentacles, mm -hmm. uh, the creature does take lightning damage as opposed to, like, Ooh. piercing or something like that, which is interesting. Ouch. They're described as false tyrants. In poor lighting and with its tentacles extended, a death kiss can be mistaken for a true beholder. It might purposely present itself as a beholder to an ignorant creature, but this behavior is rare since it's usually focused on hunting and lacks the self-importance and paranoia of a true beholder. It can speak through... This is a bad sentence. It can speak through any of its tentacle throats. Oh, I hate that sentence. I... I I read ahead, and I was like, this sucks. It's hyphenated, too. Oh, gross. Um, it can speak through any of its tentacle throats, and mm. its voice sounds nasal and high-pitched. A true beholder has little to fear from a death kiss, since it can easily kill or subdue the death kiss long before the death kiss gets into melee range. Thus, out of self-preservation, a death kiss usually submits to the rule of a beholder that it encounters, though it might attempt to escape as soon as its master is preoccupied. Oh, God. Yeah, let's still just... stuck on on tentacle throats. Yeah, that's really bad. Which is weird. Yeah. Which su it suggests that the tentacles are filled with like vocal cords. 
since it can talk out of them, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, alien biology is weird. I'm not gonna presume to know what a beholder's anatomy is like, but damn, yeah, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big no. It's a bit gross. Um, the last thing here featured in Oval's guide um, talks about the death kiss's simple tactics. The death kiss, bleh, death kiss, a death kiss. Lacks the combat finesse and intelligence of a beholder. It might attempt an unusual maneuver to control its prey, such as flying up while grappling. But in most cases, it attaches one or more of its tentacles to a creature and drains blood until the prey collapses. If it is in a superior position and its opponent poses no threat, it might toy with its food, slowly squeezing and draining the life out of a creature. Hmm. So a lot of the beholder's instincts and its sort of uh, self-importance fades away because it has this survival instinct that takes more of the forefront. Now, I, I really want to see, like, the um, like the employee meeting where, like, the one guy's, like, gesturing to the dry erase board when he, it's, like, death, but then kiss is, like, uh, uh, like, an acronym. It's like, remember, it's death. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid. I like it. They 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 are they are comparably stupid uh, to normal beholders. Yeah, they've got like they've got a lower intelligence rating. Want, They're strong I'm, though. I they look say really that, that cute, makes, but that makes them stupid. I think it's, I it, said it, comparatively. I mean, they're they're just less intelligent. Sure, um, is. Is smart. Like, I play D&D characters that are dumber than this thing. Fair enough. Um, the Death Kiss does not have telepathy, as far as I can tell. No, I don't think um, so. It is decently strong. Stronger than I would have anticipated, but I guess mm-hmm. it is a big floating eye muscle. It is size large, so it's... It is size large. It is pretty big. So it's more of a, um, more of like a big medicine ball, yeah. as opposed to like a beach ball. Like a big boulder. Yeah. Like, like just big eye rock. Like floating at you, and then suddenly a bunch of tentacles un- un- unwind. Um, I imagine that a death kiss would be either a great pet for a vampire or competition for a vampire. Ooh, I, yeah, I don't Because imagine them working together to like find people to drink but at the same because like uh, i guess i'm not i'm not super brushed up on my vampire lore anymore um do they need to drink blood to sustain themselves i forget depending on i guess the the lore certain i guess vampires would uh go through a, a process of desiccation yeah where they like dry up they don't necessarily die but like kind they of drink petri they petrify a little bit yeah. Until some like another like servant like brings them blood or something. Okay. Sorry, Nicole watches a lot of vampire diaries, so I think that's my most that's... recent sort of exposure. That's fine, and I know it varies from from verse to verse. Yeah. But because a vampire could just be really good at like you know bringing people, you know, charming them into the fold, and then the ones that the vampire likes, it can keep around, and the ones that they find annoying, they can just turn over to the death kiss. There you and go. that'd be a really cool and like a really intimidating buddy to have too. Well, that are just like the cool like rancor pits. Of that sorry, it's a Star Wars reference. No, I got it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm it's proud the, of it's you. the. 
it's the big death pit with the with the monster in it and all that, the like that, teeth a, and whatnot. That's the Sarlacc. Ah, damn it. Yeah, no, the Rancor. Um, oh goodness, I, I believe I it's still you. in Jabba's palace. They have yeah, big thing in like a in. It is in a pit, but like it's in like underneath the palace, and like a trap door opens. And he, you're telling me there's two big monster pits in Star Wars. In, like, the same movie, too. Oh, my God, guys. Come on, Lucas. <sighs> hey, l- leave young Lucas alone. He's just doing his thing. Hey, this first monster pit was so cool. Let's do another one. Same monster, George? No, nah, different monster. You got it. <laughs> it's fine. This one Boba Fett's going to fall into. Like, but he has only said one line in the, like, two movies he's been in. I know. That's fine. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> This next creature. Oh, we're just pivoting off. You know what I mean? Oh, I thought we, I didn't know if we were done with Death Kiss or or not. We can so continue those are, with Death So those kisses. were death so those were death kisses. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to rush the conversation. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't I guess I don't really have that much. I wanted to make the um the vampire call out because I think that'd be cool. Well yeah, um, I guess I guess the point was yes, have like a, a cool like trap door that goes into like a a dark, gloomy like cave or something. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, well, no, where am I? And then they see, like, the ball, like, hovering in the corner. And then, like, the wee, eye wee, opens. Wee, 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 wee. And, like, it hears, like, weird, what, is it Undercommon? Or yeah. deep deep speech or Undercommon coming from seemingly nowhere. And then, like, from the, the, the tentacles threads. extend out. And it's like... <laughs> that's the sound little, I like. Little to. do you know, that's what, that's what deep speech sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, deep speech. It's 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 you know, really uh, it's hard to pick up, but once you get mm-hmm. there, it's really a beautiful language. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a love language, really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, now I think we've wrapped up the death kiss. Okay. Next, right. we're Next. moving on to last but not least, well, sort of the baby, the 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 baby of of the beholder gang, a baby so beholder. Seems. The BBB holder. This is called a gazer. A Aww. gazer is a tiny manifestation of a beholder's dreams. Aww. It resembles the beholder who dreamed it into existence, but its body is only eight inches wide, and it has oh. only four eye stalks. It follows its creator like a devoted, aggressive puppy, and sometimes small packs of these creatures patrol their master's lair for vermin to kill and, lo- uh, and lone creatures to harass. Does it really fucking compare it to a puppy in the book? Yeah. It, oh, my a, God. Yeah. Like a devoted, aggressive puppy. <laughs> They're described as a nuisance pet. <laughs> a gazer these, can't these speak. Should have been, these should have been in dogs, but not. Well, yeah, this would also be a very good um, fucking, like, warlock back to the chain. Familiar. Oh. Yeah, dude. For, like, a great uh, old one. Yeah, no, that would be super fun. Uh, a gazer can't speak any language, but can approximate mimicking sounds and sentences in high-pitched, mocking manner. <laughs> Beholders find gazers amusing and tolerate their presence like spoiled pets. A gazer can't be tamed by anyone but its creator, except through the use of magic or by bonding with a spellcaster. See sidebar. Some beholders with wizard uh, minions insist they take a gazer as a familiar because they can see through the eyes of these creatures. Ah, so yeah, so you, you you can get them as a familiar, I guess. Yeah. 
Aggressive vermin eater. Yeah, all right. A wild gazer, one living separately from a beholder, is territorial, eats bugs and small animals, and is known for playing with its food. A lone gazer avoids picking fights with creatures that are medium or larger, but a pack of them might oh, take God. on larger prey. A oh, gazer that's might a follow... terrifying thought. Yep. A gazer might follow humanoids in its territory, noisily mimicking their speech and generally being a nuisance until they leave the area, but it flees if confronted by something it can't kill. Okay, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to... We're going to do some role play. Okay. Um, I want you to... Uh, you are the hero who has come to vanquish a beholder, and I am the gazer that is hovering at the beholder's side. All right? And scene. I thought scene was the end. Ah, shit. And take it away. <laughs> ah, foul creature! Ah, foul Me creature! And... Me and my team have come to vanquish thee! Vanquish thee! That's not very nice! That's not very nice! Stop that! Stop that! Can you please call your little thing off? Can you please? I'm not talking to you anymore! (laughs) And scene. Fantastic. That's what I imagine a gazer sounds like. Sound, uh, yep. They sound. They probably. They they look really shitty and they sound really shitty. So I imagine they sound really shitty. Oh man! All right. Uh, they have uh, eye rays of their own. Again, yeah, they only have the four stocks. They mm-hmm. uh, are armed with a dazing ray, a fear ray, a frost ray, and a telekinetic ray. Oh wow! Which is nice. It's kind of that's kind of handy. Um, here's a mechanical thing. Uh, one of their things is aggressive. As a bonus action, they can move up to its speed towards a hostile creature that it can see. So it can take <laughs> a bonus action dash. Toward you. Toward you, yes. And chomp you a little bit, I imagine. And chomp you a little bit. Um, it does have a bite attack. It deals yeah. one piercing damage. Excellent. Nice. Yeah. Um, Wood, reading the gazer familiar uh, statistics uh, uh, chunk there, uh, be worthwhile. Uh, maybe that first part. Let's do it. Why not? Spellcasters who are interested in unusual familiars find that gazers are eager to serve someone who has magical power, especially those who make a point of bullying and harassing others. Gazers gazer- are classed neutral evil, so that tracks. <laughs> that tracks. The gazer behaves aggressively towards creatures smaller than itself, and it tends to randomly attack house pets, farm animals, <laughs> and even children in town, unless its master is very strict. Strict. Oh... I think that it'd be really funny to see a character like a like a like a warlock who's trying to do good in the world, like trying to kind of turn their life around a little bit, but has this gazer that won't leave them alone and they think the gazer is kind of endearing but is also trying to like, you know, like you're accepting your your basic quest from, you know, the head of the farmer's guild in the town, yeah. and you just look off to the side, and there's a gazer just chasing a cow around. <laughs> and I was Mew. like, sorry. Mew. 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 <laughs> and you just have to be like, don't mind, don't mind Frederick. He's, he's difficult, he, but he's, he's worthwhile. He's worthwhile. Yeah. Shut up, Mew. Frederick. Frederick. <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> God, that'd be so irritating so quickly. No, because yeah, can you like they might you might be able to make a, a familiar bond with them, but can you? Will you ever be friends with them? I don't know. Or are I you just, just tolerating coworkers? Oh God, 
it just seems like a little shit but yeah no they um the image in the uh in oval's guide here it's got it's pupil is interesting because like it's big eye it's pupils like an x yeah this kind of but then on its eye stalks it's like weird like frog eyes almost they're strange yeah i kind of love I mean, them but i kind of hate them <laughs> same time <laughs> they're they're certainly bizarre beholders in general are just whack yeah, there's a there's a couple other variants that maybe we'll get into into another episode. But yeah, there's a lot of there. I mean, yeah, there's these weird alien things with dream powers and too many eyes and too tentacle many throats. Eyes, too many eyes. Yeah, that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but man, uh, yeah, that's gazers. Fuck, fuck gazers, <laughs> dude. Gazers. Fuck gazers. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh man, G- gazers are fucking weird. Yeah, gazers are whack, man. They're just so small too. Like you can put them in your pocket. It's like they're, a, they're only eight inches. They're so like small. A, that's like a wonder ball. Just it's like 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 no, it's like a fushigi. <laughs> it's like a fucking. Fushigi it's like a ball. like a like a, a weird <laughs> fushigi that's falling around just being a little shithead. Oh no. Can they retract their tentacles in? You think? I don't think so. Oh, because then you could just literally you could you could grift some people that you're really good at fushigi by just having the gazer float around your hands. <laughs> like, look, he's not even touching it. I mean, could, could you use a, a seaming on a on a gazer? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> to make it look like a goddamn fushigi ball. To make it look like a fushigi ball and just fushigi your gazer around. That's it's contact that's... juggling. Come on. <laughs> this is terrible oh boy but uh yeah that's gazers they're really weird they're really weird and i guess you can make familiars out of them i don't want one but it'd be interesting i don't think i want one either but man someone out there does for sure definitely well folks that's beholders for you that's beholders uh yeah that's really that's really all we have to say on the subject um <laughs> There's not a, there's, look, this is, there's a lot of paperwork involved, so if you don't want one, I understand. Uh, yeah, we understand mainly because... I don't want to fill out that paperwork either. You know, neither, neither do I, and to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, my dog was killed by a beholder. Oh no. I just don't want to have to deal with them if I don't have to. We can get rid of the, we can we can we can donate them all or something. No, are you we sure? Can't. No, we can't do that. Because if a, like, if... look, I'm I'm willing to put this aside for the company. Okay. Okay. I'm putting it aside, that. Griffin. I really appreciate that. You're a good you're a good business partner. I do. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, if you, if you want, if you want, we have a, we have more gazers than we do anything else. If you want to like. Just kind of like drop kick one. No, I won't. I won't tell. But I would. Well, I would okay. know. I wouldn't tell. I wouldn't be like, "Hey, I drop kicked a gazer earlier." <laughs> yeah, it's, but, uh, yeah, it's... yeah. No, you know what? It's fine. We'll, we'll uh, okay. I'll, I'll, right. We're moving past it. Okay, cool. It's just cool. It's cool. Okay. Well. Uh, okay. I think that's going to uh, wrap up our episode for the day. Thank On you, that everyone. Weird somber for note. Yeah. Well. Look, I did it, and now I'm living with the consequences. Here we no are. One, <laughs> no one knows what's going to happen on the show, least of all us. That's fair. That's fair. Um, 
Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed the show, uh, I would encourage you to check out the uh, Ghostlight Media Patreon page, where mm-hmm. uh, if you become a patron, you will get things like shout-outs and bonus content uh, for the various Ghostlight Media shows. I do uh, believe this month the bonus content is us. It is us. Uh, we've got it some is ideas our rotation. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you want to become a patron over at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, you can become a patron and get some sick content just for you. Yeah. And, that, like, yeah. and like a dozen other people. Yeah. Tell, tell your yeah. friends. Tell your friends. Let them know that the show's great. Yeah. Otherwise, check out the other shows on the network, like Another Path, like Imprinted Echoes, like Shake's Beer. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you enjoyed the show, let us know. Let us know on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear questions or yeah. uh, shout outs or uh, asking for advice, anything like that. Oh, definitely DM us or just at us. We will hook you up. We're it is more true. Than happy, but yeah. Dig the show. Check us out there. Like us. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Subscribe and and review and rate and us on on the Apple Podcast, the Google Play. I don't know if Spotify lets people do that yet. It sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. Don't do a stare. Anywhere that it will let you. (laughs) Scream our names from the mountaintops. Go onto your roof and scream out loud, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, and I will pay you a dollar. You have to. We do need video evidence, though. Send us a video of you standing on your rooftop and screaming out loud the words, Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop, at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter, and I will Venmo you $1. I will do this. <laughs> That's a tall. You're committing to this. I will do this for Griffin at least called, you have five people. Here. You have heard the it first here, five folks. people. The first five people who, who tweet a video at Pet Shop on Twitter of them screaming uh, Zach Griffin's multiversal pet shop at Pet Shop Cast on Twitter on a I rooftop. I will Venmo you one American dollar. Griffin Coldiron will Venmo you one American dollar. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Well, with that, everyone, I think that's the end of our episode. I've been oh, Zach. I've been Griffin, and just remember, everybody, at the end of the day, Griffin Coldiron will Venmo you a dollar. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> thank you all for listening to episode 33 of zach and griffin's multiversal pet shop if you enjoy the show consider leaving us a review or telling a friend about us you can find us as part of the ghostlight media network over at ghostlightmedia.net or on twitter at pet shop cast on our website you can find links to our merch store and patreon page which helps support all of the ghostlight media shows and the fantastic people who create them Speaking of which, thank you to our patrons Atan, Patrick, and Shogun for their continued support. We'd like to thank Nikki Does Puzzles for making our theme song. You can find her SoundCloud at Nikki Does Puzzles or Tuttle underscore Trouble on Twitter. We'd also like to thank our friend Rin for voicing the ads you hear on the show. You can find Rin on Twitter at Rin underscore Moran or on the Imprinted Echoes podcast as part of Ghostlight Media. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Until then, remember that we love you oh so very much and, um... I'm serious about that whole dollar thing. Uh, Yeah. See you soon. This has been a Ghost Light Media Production.